Hey guys, and welcome to the second hashtag true story of realities of real estate. So this one is um, kind of, it's kind of funny, I guess, maybe creepy, uh, definitely strange, but it actually happened. <laughs> and I thought, I mean, it's just too good not to talk about. So I also, you know, disclaimer again, I am changing names and not using real addresses and stuff, but this did actually happen to me. Uh, you just never know what you're going to get in this business. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I've actually been in this industry since I was 15. You do not need to get your license to become an investor. I cringe every time I hear the word estimate. So it's just you don't typically picture a 40 or 50 year old woman listening to like rap music. And I think 99% of realtors are gonna agree with me on that one. Doing stuff outside your comfort zone, sometimes it really pays off. Pays off. Okay, so I'm gonna talk about this lead that I had gotten, and I'm. She might be a, a schizophrenic or just um, just very very strange or off, and that's nothing against like you know people who have mental illnesses or anything like that. Uh, we all have like everyone has a version of something like that, but how this all came about was just very very strange. Um, so. I got a phone call about, you know, someone who wanted to go check out a house and I was like, yeah, sure, I'll meet you there. I had even sent her a text and spoke with her over the phone and completely normal. Um, she said, looking forward to meeting you in the text. And um, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And so it was kind of it was uh, just starting to get cold out and it was at that time of year where it got dark really, really quickly. And so it was, I was meeting her at 5.30, but in Oklahoma in the winter, that can be like pitch black almost <laughs> by the time, you know, 5.36 rolls around. So it was starting to get kind of dark out and I was parked in front of the house, just kind of waiting for her. She was a little bit late or whatever, but you know, it, stuff happens. It's fine. She was probably coming from work or something, but I wasn't, you know, you, you never like really have a picture of the person that you're going to meet. So you never really know like what they look like. You know, you just kind of text or speak with them over the phone and that's all you have. Um, and it was it sounded like, you know, a woman. I knew she was a woman, so I, I wasn't like, you know, freaked out or scared or anything. But um, she she pulls up in the car and it's cold out, but she has like some of the windows down and she is like blasting this kind this like very pop or maybe it was even like a rap music which personally I like rap music <laughs> but um it was just funny because she got out of the car and she was just kind of like a little bit older um like maybe in her 40s or 50s or something so it's just you don't typically picture a you know 40 or 50 year old woman listening to like rap music very loud so <laughs> I just thought oh she's cool or whatever so um I get out and we're going through the house and um it's very unique house as well. They had lots of like taxidermied animals and had obviously hunted and kind of like put up for like showcasing purposes and stuff. Um, and so she, I mean, but she actually thought it was cool and loved it. So um, she was going through just kind of like looking at everything and she, she pulls out like a little mini flashlight and she's just kind of like scanning the ceilings and like looking for 
what she would call like water damage and stuff, which is, you know, reasonable concern. Um, if your roof leaks or whatever, you know, that's <laughs> that can happen. Um, the ceiling can get water spots and stuff like that. And we had just had tons of rain. Um so there was lots of flooding problems around the Tulsa area that year, but you know, like not really like on the roof as much or in the ceiling, it would be more like the house and the floors kind of flooded. But, um, you know, I understood why she was doing that. She had had some problems with flooding and like even some structural problems and stuff like that, but she was just kind of going through every single square inch. And, um, I would try to kind of explain like, hey, you know, the property disclosures don't really show um, and it's not in a flood zone, um, doesn't have any previous repairs for foundation or flooding or anything like that. So I think we're in pretty good shape. Um, we'll definitely get an inspection if you decide to offer on it. But uh, I think that's just normal wear and tear. Like she would kind of pick out like patching spots and think that they were structural or she would pick out like little flecks of discolored paint and think it was like a flood spot or something which and I would just kind of be like okay no like I don't think it's um super structural just because you know I'm not an engineer or anything but I am familiar with what structural cracks look like um there's a pretty distinct difference between just like regular paint peeling cracks and then like actual structural um and also you know flooding and uh, water stains and stuff but so I could tell she was a little bit on edge about some of those things but she also would like kind of keep interrupting me like keep kind of like talking over me kind of like she knew better than me um which you know sometimes you just get people and get clients like that which is no big deal and stuff you just kind of adjust how you um give them advice just how you talk to them um and just kind of try to establish yourself as the expert and so, you know, but she actually, I mean, overall, she liked the house. She had told me, you know, she's wanting to downsize, get her own place because she's getting a divorce. But she still is on really good terms with her um, husband or soon-to-be ex-husband. And she wanted to come back and look at it with him to see what he thought about it. But if he liked it and thought it was all good, she would potentially want to make an offer. So I was just like, sweet. Like, I don't care. You know, what kind of personality you have or whatever um but if you want to make an offer like on the first house that we see like totally down I don't care who you are you know so I was just like this is awesome okay you know so um I say okay well that's great I'll go do some comps on this property I'll let the listing agent know that we're potentially interested I'll ask if there's any you know repairs that they know of that need to be done or any previous damage and stuff and of course there really wasn't but um I was just thinking okay she sounds kind of serious so she kind of knows what she's looking for and then I was like all right well um do you want to you know see it again this week and she's like yeah let's let's go on Friday um I'll confirm with you but so I, you know, made sure that with the listing agent that there was no water damage and of course there wasn't and stuff. And I was like, you know, if you're still interested, we could definitely go see it again. You know, what day works for you? And this was like maybe like the next day or something. And, um, you know, like I said, she had planned on, you know, coming back maybe a few days later. So I text her that information and then all of a sudden I get this text back you are tried to negotiate, but you lie. Jail, but not in jail. 
separate text. I feel and smell the delete. You need to fire and start fresh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I don't respond for a full day, but then decide, okay, maybe she was just joking. She was a little bit strange when I first met her. I mean, she had normal conversation, like, spoke normally when I was with her but like I said you know she kind of pulled up with the music blaring and I mean I do that too sometimes though you know what I mean so I I didn't really think too much of it but then you know as she's going through scanning every little square inch for like water damage or structural issues and all that stuff I'm thinking okay like maybe she's just a unique personality or whatever but then I got that and I was just like what is going on here I was like, maybe maybe it is a joke. Maybe it's her soon-to-be ex-husband, and this is actually, like, um, his number, and he's being, like, funny, and that's why they're getting a divorce, because <laughs> he's weird. Um, I thought um, maybe it was just, like, not meant for me. But I was like, I mean, she sounded so serious in person, so, like, I just don't understand why she would send something like that. And when I had texted her the day before saying, you know, hey, let's meet at this house at this time, she was, like, looking forward to meeting you. Completely normal. Talked to her on the phone. Completely normal. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's worth kind of giving another shot. Like, maybe she's just playing a joke. So I text her again. I say... Haha, were those intended for me? Do you still want to schedule a time to see it again Friday afternoon? She responds, no but, baby girl. <laughs> I said, is that a yes? She says, thinking. I said, okay, just let me know and I'll get it scheduled. Then she responds, I need to speak with her. Thanks. So I'm like super freaked out because, you know, like I just said, completely normal whenever I saw her in person. She did not talk like in this gibberish, weird jargon. And I mean, especially whenever the last response was like, I need to speak with her. I was thinking, OK, surely this is like the weird soon to be ex-husband or something then I was just thinking like why wouldn't she have told me that and how come whenever I called this number four she's the one who picked up I was just thinking like this just does not make any sense but I just got some really bad vibes so I was like you know what I'll just wait until she contacts me again I told her just let me know and I'll get it scheduled you know I've given her information so if she's truly serious and not just like messing around with me then she'll reach back out to me so I just kind of leave it at that. And then a few days later, on that Friday, actually the day that we were supposed to go see the house again, she didn't text back, you know, saying a time to schedule the house. So she sends me a screenshot picture. And the screenshot is of her texting someone else and the number is only a five-digit number. So like she's she sent a screenshot of her texting some random like five digit number that isn't even a true number. Um, and here's what the screenshot says. Um, you are blocked from any internet access. They are trying to keep me quiet and have used distractions, lies and deceit. 
So if you get this, nothing posted anywhere is from today. Facebook, Instagram, and wherever else used me and changed my words and violated my constitutional rights and freedom and privacy. Have video, picture, and recordings without my consent. And at this point, I'm just like, this lady is crazy. But I, I said, so I said, you know, not sure what that's all about. But if you want to view the property again, let me know. And I'm just like, lady, like, I don't know what you're up to, but I, you know, don't have time for this. If you want to make an offer, call me. But otherwise, <laughs> just stop. Um, then she says my name is blank blank. Um and I was like, oh my gosh, well, that that's her name. She said the exact same name as when she told me in person. Like, I knew that was her name. And I was like, okay, so it's it has to be her texting. I, I just don't understand. So then she sends, and all of these new texts are, like, one word at a time, like, like 40 in a row. And I was so freaked out because it was just, like, text after text after text after text. So she says, my name is blank blank. Um, the government is blocking me from internet. Free spearheaded my blank. <laughs> they change my words as I type or after I send. Then she sends like a picture of some kind of, um, I'm assuming like a military guy. And he's like, this was my stepdad, make this viral. And then she says, news, now, help, fighting for our freedom. This is not a joke. Three months of harassment to me. Phone hat, drones, following me. Pictures taken. This is effing real. I don't know who has this number. They strip me of my contacts, but not text. And I'm just like, what? What is going on? I, I'm like seriously freaked out. I'm like, okay, whatever's going on, I don't want to be a part of. But then like, of course, the, you know, sales person and ambitious person in me was like, you know, what if she still wants to buy a house? <laughs> And I was just thinking, okay, so obviously, like, text is weird. So maybe I should just call her. Maybe I should just call her, say, hey, not sure if that's you. Um, not sure if that's someone else. But just thought you should know, like, this is going on. Because I was thinking, surely, 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 this has to be someone else. Or this has to be a joke. Or, like, whatever. So I was like, you know what? I'll just call her. And if it's still weird, I'll just, I'll just hang up and I'll not talk to her again. So I did. She answered and she was speaking normal. She wasn't speaking in like the gibberish that she had been texting in. Um, I was like, hey, you know, I've, I've been getting some kind of weird texts. I'm not really sure why and if that's you, but do you still want to see that house? <laughs> she was just like, oh my gosh, like my phone's been hacked. And I said okay, um, how? <laughs> and she said, the government or someone has hacked her phone, her social media, 
her work computer when she worked at like a bank and it happened to be the bank that I bank at. So I was like, very nice. <laughs> at least that's what she claimed. She said she worked there. Um, but she said, she's like, I'm at work right now and I can't even log into my computer because they've hacked me out of that system as well. They've taken over my Facebook and Instagram. She's like, you can look it up. It's whatever. I forgot like what it was, but I actually looked it up while I was on the phone with her. And I was like, I don't know why I did this, because if it is a hacker or something, they can probably trace all this crap back to me. But I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> I don't know. So I looked it up and sure enough, like it was kind of just like the text. So every time she posted a picture, there would be some weird gibberish jargon type of sentence that, you know, something about corruption and lies and deceit and fire and weird, just really, really weird stuff. Like just made no sense. Just a bunch of weird words put together. And I saw that sh that whoever was posting, whether it was her or someone else, would post like 10 times a day, like minutes apart and would take pictures of random things. Sometimes it would be like of the toilet bowl. Sometimes it would be of like mail with like her personal address and stuff on it. And then one was even a mugshot, which then I was just like, all right, if you have a mugshot, like, you know, should I, you know, be concerned about that? Like how trustworthy are you? Like, did you get arrested? What is this? Like, and, but then I was also thinking, like, what person would ever want to, like, post about that either um, and, like, put that out there and or, like, talk about your toilet or talk about your, you know, your mail and your personal address. Like, this is really, really weird. And so she's telling me that she thinks whatever, like, she posted some stuff on Facebook that the government found out and didn't like. And either the government or someone was hacking her phone, hacking her social media, um, and hacking her contacts. And she said, every time that I text something, it, it replaces the words. So she would be like, I can text, hello, how are you? And it would, like, she's like, as I'm typing, I would watch the words completely disappear. And, like, something else would type out in its place and send she said, um, it's happened to every single contact in my phone. Um, she's like, I don't have numbers, but I ha I can text. However, every time I text, like, it's not my real words. And then she's like, but I can also receive calls. I can't call people, but I can receive calls. <sighs> and I'm just like, on one hand, you know, you hear about this type of stuff and you just think like, I don't know, like you just never know like what's out there. You know, I'm sure there's tons of technology that can like actually do that kind of stuff. And, you know, there's people who have like way too much time on their hands <laughs> that I guess just want to mess around with people. But then on the other hand, I was just like, this sounds like, you know, a conspiracy theorist or, you know, just some crazy just made up thing. And I was just thinking like, does the government really care about like you that much? Like, are you really that big of a threat to them to where they're going to like destroy your life <laughs> or, you know, who, like what person would want to do this to you? Like what? It, I'm just thinking like, this could be a possibility. I've seen movies, heard, you know, theories, heard about stuff like this, but I'm just kind of like, 
something about this just rubs me the wrong way. I mean, and it was just funny because she was completely calm. She was kind of like worried. You could hear it in her voice, but she she wasn't speaking strange. She was just very kind of calm and she was just calmly explaining me like, yeah, this is what's happening to me. It sounds crazy, but you know, I can't even get into my work computer right now. And I was like, well, maybe you should tell your boss about it. She's like, well, the problem is, is I've thought about going to like news stations or police, but whoever's doing this can like change the evidence and delete all of it at any moment. So she's like, please go to a news station or go somewhere and tell my story and talk about it. And I was like, okay. I was like, you know what? I'll see what I can do. Why don't you go talk to your boss, see if you can get into your work computer. And, you know, and she was like, you know, I really love that house. I really want to go see it again. But I just, I think I need to get this stuff figured out first before I can like move forward in purchasing a house. And I was like, agreed. Because <laughs> I just couldn't even imagine what, you know, being in contract with someone like that would be like, you know, hey, like, what do you want to offer? No butt, baby girl. Oh, oh, all right. Is that a, <laughs> is there a number in there somewhere? Like, okay. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I tried to kind of comfort her. I was just like, you know what? I'm sorry that's happening to you. I'll see what I can do. And I hung up and I haven't talked to her since. And I haven't reached out to her. She hasn't reached out to me. Um, not sure whatever came about that, but everyone I've told that story to, um, they're just like, what in the world? And I'm like, I don't know. Of course it would happen to me. <laughs> but um, just kind of goes to show you just never know, you know, like who you're dealing with, what's out there, what's going on. So just always, you know, if you're an agent or if you're someone who has to like meet people like one on one on a regular basis or something, just be careful, um, vet your sources and everything like that. But, you know, it is just funny because I remember looking at her, her Instagram and Facebook, and it was just post after post after post. It was really weird stuff. And it really made me think like, this is not stuff any normal person would want publicly posted. So maybe someone does have weird information about her and is like, completely screwing with her life or something but then I was just like I don't know like who would do that and why just to like some you know random lady um so it was it was definitely different definitely crazy so uh lesson or moral of the story <laughs> is to just always be careful um you know if you get a bad feeling about something there's probably a reason um I know I listen to true crime podcasts all the time and like especially crime junkie and stuff like that. Love them. But they always kind of say like if you have a red flag, if you have a gut instinct, if you have some sort of weird feeling, trust your gut, like run away. Don't, you know, don't go any further and just just it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And of course, this situation wasn't necessarily like I was in huge danger or anything like that. You know, she she was always super nice to me, very normal in person. Um, but, you know, who knows what the heck could have happened or what she's involved in. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah stay safe and uh be smart so hope you guys enjoyed that one and i will see you guys next week on the next episode of realities of real estate and if you have any questions or any suggestions on what you want to listen to you can um, find me on instagram at underscore reagan lee and you can just um, DM me and say, hey, like, I really want to know more about this. I really want to hear a podcast on that. And please, please, please remember to rate and subscribe if you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Thanks.